Hype Beast and Hype Radio, I am Jeff Staple, and this is The Business of Hype, a show about creative entrepreneurs, brand builders, innovators, and the realities behind the dreams they've built. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Business of Hype. Today's episode is part two of a special conversation with round two founder, Sean Witherspoon. Now, if you haven't listened to part one yet, I suggest you do so now. Otherwise, this week's show will make very little sense to you. So yeah, go back now and listen, and we'll see you when you're done. Don't worry, we'll all wait. No pressure. Oh, you know what? For those of you waiting, um, can you do me a favor? Go to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and comment about this show. It really helps. I prefer a five-star rating and a glowing review, but of course, you can do what you feel is right. And while you're at it, hit up just one friend about this show, like someone you think would really get something out of these conversations that I'm having. It really helps a lot. Thanks. All right, they should be done soon. Okay, y'all finished with part one? Cool. So let's get started. Here we go. The second episode of our two-part conversation with round two founder, Mr. Sean Witherspoon. All right, I want to I want to segue into yeah. um, this idea of consumerism. Dope, because you were saying there's just you're you're sometimes surprised when you open a store yeah. that how much stuff people are bringing in, right? Do you ever like sit back and think about, man, we as Earthlings have a ton of shit. We're like buried in crap. It's insane, <laughs> and it's like you have to deal with it. Like, yeah, you know. It's like a really, well, luckily, like we were saying, I'm kind of like a hoarder. Mm -hmm. And it's like when you're obsessed with shopping and buying stuff, to be able to sit behind a counter and spend the store's money and not your own and being able to see all that product, it's like fulfilling. Yeah, you know? it hits that dopamine for it you. You're like shopping, dopamine, but it's for, for, yeah, for yeah, business. Yeah, it's for business. But um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, I the we have so much stuff. Yeah. It's cool seeing this year how people are repurposing a lot and upcycling. Do you think you're like part of that solution where it's like people are able to not hoard all the stuff yo guess what i think able to like i think everyone it. in the world is is on both sides i think we're part of the problem and the solution for mm -hmm. anyone to say they're a part of the solution only it's a fucking lie mm -hmm. you know it's a lie yeah there's no way that every aspect of someone's life is like that part of the solution yeah, yeah. i would love to believe that round two is part of the solution but i think we're that you know just as much a part of the problem but mm -hmm. i think that that's also the best step is knowing where you are a part of the problem mm -hmm. and like consciously trying to like fix that you know what i mean yeah and so that's um yeah i mean that's just like that's something we're working towards is trying to use more vintage to upcycle for our brand mm -hmm. trying to just figure out ways where it's like we're not just pumping out clothes like you know every every couple weeks or whatever just i don't know yeah you know there's there's different ways around it but i think it's cool to see a lot of people like doing upcycling and just repurposing clothes now like right i know people hated it at first but like you know how girls like redo the supreme stuff and yeah, all that yeah it's cool for what it is you know what i mean mm -hmm. like it's cool dude it's it's cool to see people like take things and cut it up and make their own because yeah. that's like something that then wasn't purchased you right, know right and so and i like that you know yeah so me too it's sweet but yeah i mean unfortunately i think like you know we do create like a lot of brand new clothing a lot of it's made in china a lot of it's made here in the u.s mm -hmm. but it's like so for that reason being yeah we are part of the problem but also i can say for the past five years that uh you know round two is bought like you know 60 percent used goods mm -hmm. and so we really are kind of like contributing at least yeah, we're contributing yeah. as much as we can as far as like you know taking in old product and giving people somewhere to put things educating people on vintage so they don't think it's just trash you yeah. know 
these these shirts aren't just hitting the trash can they're being reused mm -hmm. or um you know things like that so i think we've i think we've definitely helped educate mm -hmm. i think we've helped like build a platform where people can kind of inspire on their own yeah um and i i like to think that we've like maybe contributed to this whole new style where it's like you know people are taking like a bunch of trash vintage t-shirts but like cutting them up and making something new out new, of it so yeah. i like to think that maybe we've contributed to like some of that inspiration there right right but we're trying dude like we're trying really hard i have a lot of cool ideas um yeah just like sustainability based on like you know re, you know using recycled plastics and clothes and stuff like that that i want to start launching this next year so it's like we're definitely working towards it but it, it's just tough like mm -hmm. you kind of have to accept you have yeah, to accept it you know? yeah it's almost like you have to like give in and be a part of the problem at first to then make enough money and like opportunity to then solve it go back and solve it yeah, yeah. You're and, that, right. and that's the great thing is that it's like okay you have to be a part of a problem to fix it you can't just like you can't not be a part of a problem and expect to fix it you have to experience it so totally that's a great point you yeah, were trying to be as conscious as possible about just like being receptive taking in like learning as much as we can so that you know when we do make it to this point where we're like okay yeah we're able to just you know blow all right. this organic clothing all then it's, then we can really make yeah. an impact. Like you're you know? making a clothing line now, but yeah. it's very easy for someone to sit on the sidelines who's never made a clothing yeah. line to be like, you need to be environmental. Like, why don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, make a shirt. Tell it's us really how tough. It's, yeah. yeah, like where are you going to source your environmentally friendly? Right. We dyes were we were talking and, about it before we started. Where yeah. you're like, oh, if I got all my fabrics from America and yeah. then had them assembled in China, well then. Now you're shipping stuff all over the yeah. place. Like then there's the the container freight containers yeah, like, and that's polluting a, the oceans. And so people have to know we try. It's like we had just the conversation of yeah. like, okay, how can we cost ourselves more money and more heartache just so people, you know, appreciate yeah. this, you know, what we're putting out. And it's like that everyone's looking at that. And I hope like the consumer and I hope everyone realizes that like even the big brands like Nike, Adidas, Puma, everyone right now, sustainability is at the top of their, mm -hmm. it's top line, yeah. everything. And it's, it's not a gimmick right it, now. It's, it's not like, a gimmick. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's not a gimmick because they're realizing that they're losing money on it. Mm -hmm. And so the, you know, the customer, the consumer right now is very educated yeah. and has more of an opinion than ever. Right. And all we want, like my generation specifically, all we want is to buy something and know that it went to a greater good. Mm -hmm. It was you a know? positive instead we of a negative. We have so yeah. many options now. It's like you could buy a million t-shirts, but you're going to buy the one t-shirt where it's like, yo, this t-shirt got 20 plastic bottles off the world yeah. because it's made out of recycled plastic. Right. You're you're most likely going to buy that one. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And so I think like just giving, you know, giving people that information, Nike's always like, oh, well, we've always like practiced sustainability and like, that's always been huge for us. I'm like, mm -hmm. really? Like, so why didn't anyone say anything about it? Mm -hmm. Why wasn't anyone like, Hey, sustainability. Yeah. yeah, It's huge. Right. Like even my sneaker was fully vegan. Uh huh. My sneaker was fully vegan and Nike couldn't say anything about it because they were worried about repercussions from PETA and yeah. stuff like that. You know wow. And It's like, so it's, it's Wait, your, your shoe, your Air Max mm -hmm. is completely vegan, completely vegan. But yeah, it's never, it's never really advertise it because, highlighted. because Nike's, um, they said, it's it's really tough for a brand like Nike to advertise something being vegan or plant based because they do so much that isn't. I know, and so that's what also kills me. Yo, fuck this whole vegan thing. Like, fuck, I, the, no, fuck this whole vegan. I love no, I love <laughs> I love being vegan, but I'm okay. saying it's like people think vegans come off like so heavy yeah. and shit. Is because most vegans do, and I hate it. Uh, Yo, it's like I hate this. I hate the whole like, I hate the whole vegan thing where they're like, oh, uh, oh, you're like, all right. So these documentaries and stuff like that. Yeah. 
they only advertise to vegans. Yeah, you're right. You know it's like saying? a circle jerk. It's yeah, like, it's like, yeah. Oh, we only want, ve- it's like, oh, you're not vegan. Like, why are you here listening to me? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, because I eat meat and I'm trying to learn how to stop. Asshole. I got you. You know so what you, I mean? You so made a product that everyone, like the biggest meat eater yeah. wants your sneaker, yeah. not knowing that it's a vegan shoe. Yeah. But now he's, he's inadvertently contributed. Mm-hmm. That's dope. And that's the, that's what I was talking about where you have to get to these points. You have to kind of give in, give in. And then you get to these points where you're able to really make an impact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you're able to like embrace those milestones, it means a lot. But yeah. it's like. Yeah, I mean, do you know? Uh, do you yeah. know the account the Air Vegan? Yeah, Air Vegan. That's so sick. I love so that. Th- so that guy Daniel Nevetta, okay. he edits this show. Dope, which is very what? Meta. Yeah. Yo, <laughs> he's sick. an audio editor for this wow. show. Yeah, and I love he, that account. Dude. I was so happy when it started. But he wants shoes. Yeah. And he's like, I think there's leather on this, but yeah. like he does the research and he has mm-hmm. no way of knowing nope. whether there's actually leather in shoes. Yeah, it's so I run into the same thing, and, and Nike can't really give you an answer half the time, and it's like, why, why? Yo, I don't know, dude. You know there what they, should be a nutritional fact. There should label. be one hundred percent. I don't see why there wouldn't be. It's on clothes. Yeah, like spandex, it'd be great like, to know. Why isn't great. there like they only put on some shoes that they want to sell for more? They put the genuine leather tag on stuff that has to be a premium retail. <laughs> right, right. It's we like, actually kill the cow for it's this. It's like, can you just put it on things so we just know in general? Like, I don't know. Are but you, like, have you heard that if they're trying to make headway into this, it'd be so amazing if they did? No, they are for sure. Okay. Like that was um, like I'm not working with Nike as heavy as I was, mm-hmm. but um, when I was like that was something that they were so interested in it was just like overall sustainability, yeah. how, figuring out how to like become more plant-based, more vegan mm-hmm. in a tasteful way. So yeah. like I said, it's interesting. Like yeah. that's, that's big, but back I to mean, my we, whole like, fuck okay. the whole vegan comment thing. It's like, <laughs> I meant it in a way where it's like, I hate how vegan people are so unaccepting to non-vegans. Right. It makes it so tough. It's to like make, culty. Yeah. It makes it so tough to make an impact. It's like, dude, you yeah. gotta, and it's like vegan people or whatever hate on me all the time. Like, Oh, a vegan, but you're wearing leather shoes. It's like, yeah. Let me wear this leather pair of shoes like this one day mm-hmm. out of the month. Yeah. I'm trying to put my I'm trying to build this platform here so then eventually I can get to a point where I can be like, hey, like, you know, mm-hmm. it's like I barely wear leather shoes. I wear like dude, rarely. Yeah. I'll yeah. I'll take a picture of a leather leather shoe to shout out a homie for doing something successful. And you know you're gonna get hate on it. And I know I'm gonna get hate yeah, on yeah. it. You know what I mean? But uh, people just have to realize it's like, yo, like I'm doing something. Mm-hmm. I'm trying. Right. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right, and that's right. I wish vegans would just like give in a little more and be like, yo, like. Let some non-vegan homies in on your shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, just be yeah. a little more accepting because you will make a difference eventually. Right. You know? but, we ran into similar issues because we did Nike Considered. Yeah. Oh, I love the Considered and stuff, dude. that was the same thing where, like, we wanted to talk about a yeah. lot. But we ran into that issue where people at Nike were like, but if we really promote Considered, what are we saying about our other, other 2,000 shoes? Yeah, dude. It's almost like... We're trying to solve the problem, but in doing that, we're highlighting that we are yeah. contributing to the problem, and too. And so that was, I, you know, consulted with them a lot on that, on how to really step into that in, in an organic, like, tasteful way. With your shoe? Not with my shoe, just in oh, general. Oh, in general. Yeah, okay, just, okay. like, in general, of like, how Nike can step into this space, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, I mean, my, my thing was really just, like, starting somewhere. I was like, I think being able to say my shoe is vegan would have been like the best foot in the door, you know, mm-hmm. you know, just starting somewhere like, Hey, like this dude's a vegan. So he did a vegan shoe. It's his pro model or whatever. It's not yeah. like Nike is like, you know, like, okay, we're doing vegan shoes now. Da, da, da. It's like, Hey, we have this collaborative mm-hmm. who's coming in and he wants to do a vegan shoe. And like, this is cool. And like, maybe he can do a whole vegan line. And it's like, we work this whole thing in and, you know, cause Nike was doing a lot of that back, you know, back in the day they did this whole, um, they did this like they did this project for Kenya uh, for the Kenya running team, mm-hmm. and they made these shirts that were, that were made out of recycled plastic. Okay, and it was one and a half one liters, uh, or one and a half two liters made up each shirt. Uh-huh. And I told Nike, I was like, "Yo, like, imagine 
we did 8,000 of my Nike t-shirts. Yeah. They sold out, you know, in a couple seconds or whatever. And it's uh-huh. like, imagine if we did right. that process for those. I was like, that would be 12,500 bottles, two liters off yeah. the earth just for my little release. Yeah. And so I was like, it's just things like that. And it's just about telling the story then right. where it's like, Hey Nike, like we know you're doing a lot of things like to that are sustainable, but like give us a story about it mm-hmm. and like, tell us why, because it'll look so much more organic if we're able to give us like a really nice explanation and like this story behind it, as opposed to just like, but did, when you, when you put out your shoe, did, yeah. did people, you wanted to highlight that. Did I they, said it a lot. Yeah. I, did they say like, let's minimize that? Um, I think they said like, try not to say like vegan specifically, but it is vegan. Vegan. I know, dude. It was so <laughs> tough. They like, I would, like what? Yeah. So I really would say we like plant based and like you know I would say plant based and things like that. Or the but emoji, like yeah, you put the yeah. Emojis, like I did yeah. a lot of like the trees and stuff. Like but it was really tough to be like, yo, this is a one hundred percent vegan shoe. They didn't want that. Yeah. Just weird. Didn't. Yeah. And well, they wanted it, but like I guess like you know legal was like this yeah. is just not. I don't know if this is gonna like really work. You know, risk assessment. Yeah. But it. but it was cool. Like it was cool seeing Nike like work towards that though yeah. it was dope like having that and then like our next two years was like all right we want to get past that like how can we start saying that shoes are vegan you know right right so it's dope knowing that like brands do care dude they care yeah. so much like, it's just hard to move a 50 yeah. billion dollar ship yeah. like <laughs> to get people to agree on that, that thing's tough. that thing is in the sand <laughs> you know I mean? right like, yeah it's crazy but. yeah Sustainability is at an interesting point in footwear and fashion recently. Lots of news has come out about how the industry is one of the biggest contributors to Earth's problems. But it's also important that this trend doesn't become that, a trend. Sean's in a position where he sees firsthand the level of consumerism we as a society are at. Bundles of clothes and sneakers are brought to his shops every single day. And what I love hearing from him is the amount of awareness he has and where he sits within that problem. Yes, retail owners inherently perpetuate consumerism, but like what Sean mentioned, what you do in that position and the practices that you put into place in the business is even more important. Many brands today make a conscious effort to rethink how they source, package, and send their products out to the world. Sean is diehard about this, so it's great to hear how he's using the platform of Round 2 as a way to educate and inspire. Whether or not his Nike collab fulfilled his ambition for bringing light to veganism and sustainability, his effort to fight for it on the inside speaks volumes. There's definitely goodwill within the brand, but there's also a lot of time needed in order to make these types of changes at a company this large in scale. A brand like Nike may not be able to do everything because of a thousand reasons, but they will no doubt do what they can to bring a creator's idea to life. If and when you're in the position of Sean, think of one thing, impact. What if Sean's shoe had veganism and sustainability plastered all over it? And what if because of that, only a hundred pairs sold? The message would be loud and clear, but the impact might be small because of its polarizing effect. Instead, Sean releases a globally loved item. Tens of thousands enjoy it. Hundreds of thousands more admire it from afar and the impact is huge, and it is still spreading to this day. So while it's doing it more quietly, I'd argue it's doing it more effectively. Amazing. Okay, so um, let's recount a little bit this Nike relationship. Okay. Right, so talk about, um, I mean... You've told the story before, but like, let's talk about it one more time real quick. Like, how did this happen? Yeah, so um, I can go a little further back, like... uh, 
it's not like I knew anyone, any of these people when I moved to LA. Mm-hmm. I moved to LA and just wanted to start like talking to whoever I could. And so like the first people I met out here was Bari, Ian, and Itai. Mm-hmm. And they literally just like started introducing me to people. Eventually just like met, I think I met like, uh, you know, one person from Nike or no, I met Josh Madden. Okay. And he invited me to, he was like, dude, you're like obsessed with Nike, you mm-hmm. know? And I was like, yeah, love it. You yeah. know? And he was like, I'm going to invite you to this like Jordan release party. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, when you get like the, your first like plus one RSVP thing. Yeah. And it was so sick. He sends me the email and it was like, dude, like I'm a plus one for him at this Jordan event. Okay. And so I went to it and just like use that opportunity to talk to everyone. Mm-hmm. It was my first time. At a Nike event. It was my first time ever being able to talk to a Nike employee uh-huh. or a Jordan employee or whatever it was. So I just talked to everyone. I wore my best vintage Nike. Yeah. Ashley, my fiance, wore her best. She, we were fucking so fly in there, mm-hmm. looking like these vintage Nike yeah, you know, yeah. aficionados. And, um, you know, just started a conversation. People started talking to us. And I was just like, I'm so interested, dude. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just so, like, in this category, I'm just down. It's not like I'm working somewhere where I hate it. It's like, yeah. shit, dude. We, if I meet someone in, like, we got something in common, I'm just down. So I just kept meeting all these Nike people, telling them about round two, telling them about all the vintage Nike I'd been collecting. And um, it just kind of like built some relationships mm-hmm. there. And they were like, hey, like, let me get your name so I can throw you on our next invite. Yeah. And I was like, dope. Right. You know? And so, you know, like, went to like another Nike thing, met more people, and just honestly started becoming friends with them. And um, were you getting seeded product? No, I wasn't getting seeded any product. Okay. Uh, they would hit me up. Sometimes, like, someone from Nike would hit me up, like, yo, I think the first thing I got to see, they were like, yo, like, do you have any infrared Air Max 90s? We need them for a project we're doing with this with Matt Senna. And um, You weren't getting seated. They were asking you for product They were asking to me get. So, because I had what yeah. they couldn't have access to. Right, like, right. I think I was one of the first people that they met who was really open to being like, you guys can have full access to my archive. Uh-huh. And it's vast. Yeah. You know? And um, so they were excited about that. And I just would give them shit for free. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't let Nike pay me for anything. Nike would, like... I almost beg me like the like the point of contact would send me like three emails like please let us know like any like please whatever. let us pay you and i'd be like yo like don't worry about it it's fine like thank you guys so much for everything you know what i mean uh-huh. just kind of like in my head i was like nike's gonna owe me a big one one day <laughs> and like i just can't wait if it ever right. comes and like my, my girl would always say she's like she's like she's like why are you spending all this money on this nike stuff like giving them like free shit and things and i was like yeah i was like honestly i was like i feel really honored to be considered for it mm-hmm. and I think like you know they're not just gonna like disregard it. And I think one day Nike's gonna just gonna like hook me up. Yeah, yeah. Like yo, we owe you one. Like this guy's always helped us out. Right. But um, yeah. So like just that whole shit, and then eventually like one day, uh, Kristen from Nike Los Angeles, mm-hmm. she gave she like called she like gave me a call, and I didn't even know what it was for. I'm like, cool, maybe they need something, you know, yeah, whatever. Right. And um, Kristen called me and she was like, hey, like, pretty much broke it down, and I was driving at the time, and mm-hmm. I just remember like pulling over to concentrate to like, concentrate and like <laughs> she's like telling me and i just remember like yelling dude like i hung up that phone and i was just like man like but this is not even time. saying that you got a shoe right this is no, to no, be no, part no, no, of no. the contest yeah, it was just like hey nike's got something going on the revolution that we want what, you to be a part of revolutionaires or something revolutionaires there was yeah. really like no brief at this point she was like hey mm-hmm. like you know how i told you that i would consider you i even emailed her one time just a random email at yeah. my house i was like hey Kristen. Like, it's been, like, nice nice meeting you and stuff. Like, just wanted to let you know I love Air Maxes. And if there's ever an opportunity for anything with Air Maxes, like, just know I'm down. Yeah. It was just a random right. email. Who knows if she If you don't it. ask, you never know. If you don't ask, you don't know, <laughs> dude. And so, um, yeah, she, like, called me. She's like, hey, you know how I said, like, you know, I'll keep you in mind for stuff. She's like, I think we have an opportunity for you that's, like, Air Max involved. And she gave me, like, the quick rundown of, like, you know, like, you'll be in a contest. You'll get to design a shoe, and it'll mm-hmm. be voted on. And I was like, no way. Like, dude, no way. Like, no 
way, dude. Just like, no way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that, like isn't real. Uh-huh. And she was like, you can do a post on your Instagram kind of just saying, like, you know, like, you love Nike and, like, there's this, there's going to be something happening. Yeah. And I remember the post. I was holding my chlorophyll Air Max ones like this. I was out back around two at our back door. If you scroll back on my IG, you can find it. I have a red hat on, gray Nike sweatshirt, and I'm holding these. And I was like, I have something, like, really special to announce or, like, something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, it's going to be, like, a long relationship with me and Nike. And it was just like, dude, man, that was <laughs> wow, such a moment, yo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was insane. If you don't ask, you'll never know. Remember those words. Not to sound cliche, but nothing is ever handed out. Even more so, some things aren't even in the open for you to grab in the first place. You have to seek it out and put yourself out there. In an industry where every role and every project is coveted, a level of hustle is always required. Who knows where Sean would have been right now if he didn't make a conscious effort to talk to anyone and everyone at that Jordan release party. Or randomly email that woman from Nike about his love for Air Maxes. Whatever you don't do will never come to life. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. What other metaphor do you need? It's so universal because it is so true. So be bold, spark that conversation, and without a doubt, show that enthusiasm and obsession that you have. If there's a potential opportunity to network, that key person is probably talking to a revolving door of random people. So how will you break away from them with your own unique perspective? So that project started where you got to design a shoe. Yeah. And you turned it into like a collaboration amongst you and your homies. That's what they wanted. I was the only person who followed the brief. (laughs) Yeah, everyone else was just on their own, dolo style. Literally, we got a contract that told us the rules. Where you were a conductor of a collaboration. First rule was, okay, they wanted you to involve your community. So they said, for the design of your shoe, put together a design meeting with you and some of your best friends who Mm -hmm. you want to help design this shoe. Because it was supposed to be designed by the community, yo. Right. Like, this was a community-designed shoe, but we were like... Just the, the, the team manager. Yeah, yeah, you know? I, I see, I see. And so I was like, all right, dope. I was like, I'm going to put together the most flawless group of sneakerheads I ever yeah. knew in my life. I was like, Ben Baller, the OG. Mm-hmm. Fran Alations, the fucking sneaker reviewer. Yep. I was like, my friends, the Kaji family, they're just your average consumer. They love shoes, but they're like a real life family who has like great jobs and like, I wanted their opinion. Yeah, normal. My, my, yeah. yeah, normal. My skater homies. Mm-hmm. My homie Gomez, who's the loudest black dude you ever met in your life. He calls everyone an N-bomb. It doesn't matter. Uh-huh. I'm an N-bomb to him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. It's, it's whatever. Like, but he is the loudest, craziest dude, but he's got an opinion. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? He's a skater. He rocked SBs, and it's like, uh, Skate the Great. My other homie, he's like, uh, he's just got the most tasteful fits I've ever seen. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? So it's like, I just put together this group of people where I was like, yo, if we get all these opinions mm-hmm. on one shoe, it's the best shoe in the world because right. it'll, it essentially it would appeal to every type of person. Okay, and that's really all I you did. Built was, like Voltron, you're yeah. like, all right. <laughs> and so that was Nike's thing. They're like, you need to build a group with your community, get them all together. You need to design the shoe right mm-hmm. there. You know, film in everything. We're like, I was like, cool. Okay, you know, I I went into it. I sat at my house. I was like, I'm gonna go into this with like five major ideas, see how they feel about it, and then piece it together. So okay. my five things were: I love Air Max One. I love Air Max 90. I want to do something with those. I was also talking about like Air Max 97, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. And then um, 
And then I was like, I love corduroy, mm -hmm. and I love a lot of color. I want to do Easter colorway. Okay, you so those I mean? were your five like. Themes. That was like you know that yeah. was like the themes. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and then when I went there, I asked them like, Yo, how do you guys feel about corduroy material? And they're like, Okay, all right. You know, we, we just kind of like go around. I'm like, How do you guys feel about like all this color? And then Nas was like, Nah, too Eastery. Like you got to throw brown in there or something. Like uh -huh. it needs something else. And so we made like the green darker, and then we added like the brown. And uh -huh. it's like we literally all went through from the bottom, from the bottom to the top, and we just did. We would go across each of us we had a dude sitting there mocking it up yeah henry song a nike and, uh, dude or your dude uh it was just someone nike had like hired in okay i think he works for under armor now okay <laughs> but um yeah i mean we just we, and we, he was just like listening to you guys yep, and, and we like, would call someone out we'd be like yo infrared bubble or like something like that and he would and then like he's working working we're like what does it look like mm -hmm. and he turned around and we're like dang <laughs> yo like what we're like and then gomez was like yo this shit's a wave my you know uh -huh. what I'm saying? Yeah. And then we were like, yo, it is a wave. Like, let's put the wave on the tongue. Like, that shit's sick, you uh -huh. know? And so we really, like, we just went in. Yeah. Like, as a community. And, you know, Nike had also told me there. I was like, so how can I advertise it? You know, like, mm -hmm. how can I get people Promote to vote it. for yeah. me? And they were like, yeah. They were like, treat it like a presidential election. Mm -hmm. Exact words from Nike. Right. And I was like, so. Petition for this shit. Campaigning. Like, they're yeah. like, whatever you want to do. To win. Do you remember how many followers you had at that time? Um, okay, so at that time I had, I think like 20-something thousand. Maybe. Really? <laughs> you had like 20,000 at yeah. that time? And um, after Nike started announcing things, so once Nike fully announced like our shoes that people were going to vote on yeah. when they did that thing in New York, I think it was on an Air Max Day maybe? It was Air Max Day. I okay. think it was, was it the first Air Max Day or the it was the second, I okay, think. Okay, second Air Max And, day, and yeah. they announced, they were like, yo, they were like, here's these shoes that you guys are going to be voting on for next year. Mm -hmm. Once they made that announcement and we were on the Nike Instagrams, I got to 40,000 followers in like two days. <laughs> it was insane. Wow. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. I was like, this is crazy. And from, from that point on, it's, it's like, you know. It's doubling every week. <laughs> yeah, it was like, it, there was a point where it was like 2,000 followers a day. Uh -huh. And I was like, oh my God, this is insane, <laughs> dude. And it's like, you know, it's since slowed down, but it's like, yeah, uh, yeah I mean, so the voting wow. actually happened at Air Max Day, or it happened like all throughout, and then the announcement yeah. was made at Air Max Day, yep. right? So you yep. went out to New York? Yeah, I went out to New okay. York. And, or no, no, I went out, I was here. Uh -huh. And so they did like the Air Max Day there, they did the Air Max Day here, but that was the thing where it was like, you know, everyone was hating on me for like, you know, I would hit up Yachty and all these people I met. Mm -hmm. I didn't fucking like pay these dudes or whatever. It's like, I just, like I said, I always talked to people. So if yeah. you came into Shop Round 2, I talked to you, mm -hmm. and I gave you a great experience, and I saw you pick out a vintage... Um, Redskins shirt. So then I was like, yo, I got this Redskins jacket that right. goes with that shirt. Right. And I just, you know, like I'm Service, into this shit. Yeah. To see someone pick out something that I handpicked and to give them something else that they'll get excited about, I'm fucking hyped on that. Mm -hmm. And we'd exchange numbers. Yeah. And so I didn't know what I needed the numbers for, but I knew if if Yachty's going to give me his number, I knew if I knew if Method Man's going to give me his number, I'll take it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And um, And so like when the sneaker you have, thing... So you have ridiculous phone numbers yo, in your address book. my phone book is disgusting i love it it's like my prized possession who's, who's the most who's the most <sighs> sacred one that you have that you're most like how sacred? do i how do how am i typing this name into um, my address book right oh now? oh my god i know there's one that's uh david arquette that was like really crazy wow because he's like a he's like yeah. an actor you know yeah, it's like yeah. that was weird um <laughs> man I'm, I'm really trying to think like i know there's some good ones in here i'd have to really go okay. through and All like right. figure it out but like yeah it's it's dope like we just kept meeting people yeah. and so I remember telling Nike, I was like, so I can just like hit up homies and be like, yo, like, with this. post yeah, about this. And, yeah. like, and so my way of doing it was I would send them a picture of the shoe, but I would send them all the opponent's shoes. 
So I'd send them my shoe and then a link to where they could see the rest. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, yo, Nike chose me to do this competition. I almost copy and pasted this to everyone. Yeah. I would tailor it a little bit. But I'd be like, yo, Nike chose me to do this competition. I designed this shoe with the homies. Here's mine. If you fuck with it, please vote for me mm-hmm. and repost it. Mm-hmm. If not, here's the other vote options. Else, yeah. Like, they're all dope. You right, know what I right, mean? Right, right, And um, so a few of my friends, like, they didn't fuck with my shoe, and that's fine. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But, like, a few people, like... They showed it mad love. Like, I would send them the picture, and they're like, bro, no way. Mm-hmm. Like, can I get a pair when they drop? Of course, I told everyone yes. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> You didn't even know how many they were making. Like, <laughs> you could have made five. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, you just tell everyone. You have to tell everyone yes. You, right. There's no other option, you know? And so, but yeah, everyone, like, was hating on that. Like, oh, Sean's using all his famous friends. I was like, dude, Nike told us to do this. Mm-hmm. They literally told us to do this. Yeah. I'm, like, literally just doing, like, what I was told to do. Right, right. You know? Right. And so it was just, yeah, it was weird. But um, How did it feel when the announcement came? It was a, it was a weird. I was having a really bad two days because I had went down into second place. Uh-huh. So the dude from Russia was, like, beating me. I was in first place the whole time. When it got down to the announcement, like, two days before, he would gotten me. Uh-huh. And I was like, man... In my head, I was like, yo, I was in the lead by so much. Mm-hmm. If he caught up, he's killing it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, if he was able to... Like, to, there's no slowing him no down. There's no slowing yeah. him down. Like, he's to the top. <laughs> and just so you know, like, going through my head this whole time, like, this whole year experience, I kept telling myself, like, I couldn't lose. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I kept telling myself that, like, this is the biggest opportunity in my life, and, like, I couldn't <laughs> picture myself losing it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was trying to envision, like, life after losing... And it, I couldn't imagine what it looked like. Right. It's you like know? your whole life leading up to dude, this was, was made so, for this moment. Yes, I felt like that, yeah. dude. It was so crazy. I really felt like it was my time to shine, you know? But um, so I was in second place. I was so bummed out, dude. I wasn't really looking at people. I was sad, dude. wasn't looking people in the eyes. I was just like bummed out. Mm-hmm. Nike threw this whole party, blocked off La Brea, got Travis Scott to perform there. And yeah. I just wasn't hyped. Yeah. Like, I was pissed, dude. Like, you know, I, I was like, getting mad at security because they weren't letting all my friends in. I was like, fuck you. I was like, this is my fucking event. I'm about to lose this shit. I at least want my friends here <laughs> oh, hanging out with me. My God. You know what I mean? I was yeah. just like, man, just get them all in here. Like, you know what I'm saying? You know? You, you literally said I'm about to lose this shit. <laughs> I was like, dude, I was like, I'm not about to lose this. And my friends like couldn't even be here for mm-hmm. it. Like, let everyone in, yo. Like, come on, you know? Yeah. And so I'm in there and dude, there's a picture of like when the, it announced and my face is just like, you're like, you can tell you're like, oh my God, there's a year of stress in your fucking skin, dude. Yeah. And I just look so gross. And like, <laughs> but I remember, so they were like, they were like, yeah, we did this special thing. They got like everyone in the room to just like go quiet. And they were like, we're going to announce the winner of Air Max Day this year. And I just like, you know, I was like, Phew. I was like, you know, good run, dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like good run. Like I was like, Nike would have told me already if I won. Right. Because for, for media. Right. I was like, I would have been doing interviews right now. Like, you know how it goes. Yeah. You're like, dude, if I won, I would have known because then I would have had to act surprised. And then, like, right. PR you know, like, would have had this whole PR thing covered. PR would have had it covered, yeah. dude. I'm like, fuck, dude. So, like, the guy's up there and he was like, yo, we have a really special announcement this year. I'm goosebumping again. Um, in real life, right now. In right. real life, right now. <laughs> and uh, he was like, He's like, we have to announce the winner for this year's Air Max Day. He's actually here with us now. And I'm like, <laughs> you probably like, wait, is the Russian here? Wait, is the no, Russian dude? <laughs> it was so hardly like I broke down just like I did right now. Like my whole body loosened up and I felt all jiggly and I'm looking. And next thing I knew, everyone was crowded around me. Everyone Damn, was. Crowded. I'm getting goosebumps dude, now. Dude, no, I was like, yo, I was. I'm about to like melt right now just telling the story. But like, everyone was crowded around me. Graham, who does our show, was there filming. Yeah, yeah. And then like said my name and I was like. I, I like I'm still speechless to right. this day. I'm still trying to find words for it. You know what I mean? Like, are you punking me right now? <laughs> you know, I couldn't. I'm like sh- my legs like shaking, telling because I'm just like, oh my god, it was so nuts, dude. It was so 
nuts. Mm-hmm. It was so nuts. And Graham told me, he's like, dude, they told me in the morning that you won. He's like, I had to hold this secret the whole oh, day so shit. I could be there filming it. Because he was, it was his job to film my reaction. He's like, dude, he's like, it was so fucking tough, like, looking at you like that. Because, like, I was, you know, so, like, emotionally yeah. just suicidal. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And, like, he was like, dude, like, I, I almost told you a couple times, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's like, but I just had, like, he kept, he's like, I'm so happy I kept the surprise. Wow. He's like, seeing that was like, you know? Sick. Yeah, dude, it was tight. It was tight. It felt All really right, good. so how long from that moment until yeah. the shoes came out? Um, I like, think it was... Did it take more than a year? Or I think was it, it was like... Was within that year? I think it was up to 10 months. It was like anywhere between like eight and 10 months, I think. Or, and was or it, six to six to 10 months or something like that. Was yeah. it already done? Like, there was no tweaking after that? No, so actually like the shoe that the shoe that Nike like portrayed, it looked completely different because my, because it was corduroy, I wanted people to see the texture of the corduroy. So Nike had to add shadows on it. And Mm -hmm. by adding the shadow, it changed the complete color of the Pantones we had chose Mm -hmm. because it like wanted to adhere for this like shadow on it. Yeah. So people voted for a shoe that looked completely different. So I actually had to get back with um, a Nike designer Mm -hmm. and we had to make the decision of, okay, are we going to do the shoe that I mocked up originally? Or are we going to do the shoe that people voted Voted on? on. Dude, and we went with the original mock-up, which was like the yellow and all that lighter color. Yeah, right? the lighter yeah. colors, and um, yeah, I mean that was we had to go back, do all the, you know, redo the colors, pick the Pantones, and just kind of perfect it from there. Where it was like, all right, placement of the swoosh, like, do we want the mini swoosh up further, back further, up, down, quality of the corduroy, the direction that it was facing. I was specific about everything. Mm-hmm. I would not, I would not let a stitch happen on that shoe without me having a word in it. And if, like, the stitch was going the wrong way, I want it the other way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right, so it's, right. like, I'm extremely difficult to work with, but I think that we came up with, like, a phenomenal product, yeah. you know? And then all the patches and packaging yeah, the and pa- box. Yeah, we, we just want to take the it. bag, everything. Yeah, yeah, I just want to take it to the full extent, you know? I want, originally, I wanted to do a full corduroy box for, like, the premium <laughs> ones. And Nike's like, okay, uh, right. we'll do corduroy bags. Right. And I was like, dope. Mm-hmm. Straight. You got to ask. Know? Yeah, yeah it's get, great. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's awesome. And so I kept hitting them with like these fantasies. And then, and they would, we were working with Game Seven, um, mm-hmm. the agent, that yeah, agency. Know, yeah. And they just made it, they were making shit happen. Yeah. I was like, yo, I want to do a Volkswagen van covered in corduroy. You know, and they were like, all right, we'll try yeah, to that, make it happen. That van, is that like Nike helped you make that van? Yeah. Um, game sick. Seven did that. Wow. Yeah. So uh, I told them I wanted to do this like hippie inspired, like, tour kind of because like i was looking up all these like hippie buses because uh-huh. everyone was saying that my shoe was like a very hippie shoe because the corduroy and the colors yeah so i was like all right i'll you know i can feed into that for sure because mm-hmm. like i grew up with like drug addict hippies you know <laughs> not i would watch them do their thing but yeah. it was whatever i you know i loved it um but yeah i was like i want to do this cool like they had this sort of sign store was like make peace not war uh-huh. and I, I told nike i was like i want to do this whole like peace truck with like these same signs and all this stuff like make shoes not war you yeah, know like yeah. all this stuff and so they took that inspiration and they were like yo we can't cover it in corduroy but we can do this like vinyl that looks damn near the same uh-huh. and i was like run it let's That's do dope. it yeah and then it was actually nike's idea to do the tour at the vegan restaurants mm-hmm. so i loved that that was a, a great part about working with nike is that like they're able to take your life dissect it yeah and, fi- and figure out how to like involve different parts of your life in a project that you maybe wouldn't have had time for so it's like i know it's dope yeah it's so like they actually care they care dude it's so (laughs) sick you know what i hate i didn't know that that nike cared that much and like i would get so pissed and Uh now like you know retrospective looking back like i think i was so much more of an asshole than i should have (laughs) been oh yeah is this your apology (laughs) it it could be an apology yeah hopefully someone's out there listening but it's like you know what you can't blame me. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. like, You're dude, so I went excited. into this as raw as possible, though. It's right. like, I had never sat in a fucking board meeting design, and I didn't design shit. Mm-hmm. What did I design before the shoe? Right. 
<laughs> a store, a store yeah. the interior of round two. Like, right, right. You know, it's like, so I was, you know, I didn't know how to deal with professional people and shit yeah. like that. I'm in here, like, dropping F-bombs, saying, right. like, fuck this, fuck that. This is ugly. This is terrible. Shit's whack. Mm-hmm. You know, like, hating on Roche runs when the dude who designed them is right next to me. I'm just like. Nice. It's like. A lot of foot and mouth moments. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like. Ugh, ugh, <laughs> <laughs> you know? So it's kind of just like, you, get, you, you learn, you know? Right, but, right. Here's my advice to you listening. When you get an opportunity, go all in. Now, you don't have to give it your all, but what's going to happen when you go up against a guy like Sean? Who's going to win that marathon? And that goes for the people that you surround yourself with, to the people that you tap to help, to the amount of detail that you put into your vision. you got to go all in. This was a once-in-a-lifetime moment for Sean, and there's no way he was going to phone it in. He wouldn't even be considered to be part of the program if he did. He went all in from day one, and it was this tenacity that led up to the success that he had. Even with round two, if you listen to the first part of this interview, he was meticulous with curating the experience that he wanted his customers to have. It was this level of consideration that helped him grow his passion for thrifting into a retail empire and subsequently becoming a partner with Nike. To be frank, there are tens of thousands of vintage stores all across the U.S., How Sean has been able to bring the best selections to his shop and also harness a digital presence to cultivate that core consumer is amazing. The only way he was able to shine above the rest is by going all in. So, um, I mean, the shoe hadn't even come out yet, so you don't know like if the public's really gonna love it or not yeah i had no idea because it was just a hype thing really at that point it was like you know a lot of really influential people posted so i Mm -hmm. think a lot of kids like felt like they had to like the shoe yeah uh so like i I had no idea what was gonna happen dude i was so scared actually but i kept telling nike i was like yo let's do as many pairs as possible like i wanted to do a quarter million pairs Mm -hmm. we ended up doing a hundred thousand okay yeah but which is a lot for a it's a lot dude right like it really is, you know, and in my head, you know, granted, I had no experience. I thought they just did a million pairs of every shoe. <laughs> so I was so mad that they only wanted to do 100,000 of mine. Uh-huh. Coming back to think about it, I'm like, how fucking blessed. Yeah. I'm like, they barely do like 10,000, 20,000, 5,000, 10,000. Like, yeah. that's like the average run of a lot of shoes coming out now. Shoe, yeah. yeah. Especially like a premium one like that. I'm like, God damn it, dude. Like, <laughs> you're blessed. a pain in the ass. <laughs> I was a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. Yeah. But, like, I always learn, so it's right, cool, right. you know? But I think now, that how long has it been now? One um, or two dude, years? it's been two years. But two years, but people, like, still run that shoe, like... I can't believe it. It was, like, a contender for shoe of the year this year. Uh-huh. Like, a lot of people said it was, like, their shoe of the year this year, and it was still, like, you know, yeah. people still upload that picture where it's, like, Kanye, Virgil, my fucking weird, ugly ass, <laughs> and then, like, you know, who's the other... Uh, I don't know. It's like they always put someone else on there, but I'm like, damn! Like, how is my shoe still even in the contendence for it? Like, so to me, it's my shoe, of my life. Uh-huh. But for it to be other people's like shoe of their year, just like for yeah. people to like it as much as they do, man, I'm fucking, I'm so proud. Yeah, you must I, be. I am, dude. It made a lot of people really happy. Right. I think the best part about it was the inspiration. That was like the most fulfilling part about it all is I go through my DMs every day. Mm-hmm. This is going to, man, people are going to like be like, you bastards, you are reading these ones that you're not responding <laughs> to. I read every DM. You just can't respond to everybody. You can't but, respond yeah. to everybody, but just know like I'm reading all those, taking it in, and then like giving these like blessings to these people. Like I'm like, all right, hopefully that, you know, Johnny who's in sixth grade opening a store like mine with his dad kills mm-hmm. it and like mm-hmm. I give him the best. But it's like, so I'm going through this so much inspiration dude yeah that shoe allowed for so many people to just like 
do what they've always wanted to do, whether it's like a store or a clothing brand or anything. Like I think Nike probably got a million emails from people who were like, yo, I love Air Maxes. If there's ever an opportunity, like Sean, let me <laughs> right, know. Right. But it's like, dude, that's great. Yeah. I think, it, man, it, it lets so many people create stories. Right. And to, to fantasize a story is like the greatest feeling in the world, dude. Yeah. Like that's amazing. So I, that was my, that's the proudest moment about the shoes. It's just like, the, the inspiration platform alone. What did it do to the round two business? Yeah, it killed it for us. Um, <laughs> it really <laughs> much. It gave us the gave us the grandest of all exposure. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you can't ask for more than being on the Nike Sportswear page, mm-hmm. on their website, mentioned and things like that. All the other publicity and the coverage I got like really helped. Um, yeah, I mean people shed a really like they shed a really beautiful light on round two during all that. It was cool. It right. was nice. Like you know, it was nice. Like my store getting love along with like me in the shoe so yeah 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 it was cool it definitely like i mean it opened us up to such a audience man. yeah like everyone who comes around to found out it about the shoe right like oh man i you know saw the whole shoe thing and found out you owned a store and i had to come yeah i'm like dope all right cool and yeah. now only two years later like you probably have trouble walking through airports and walking down the street Yo, right? it's tight though yeah yeah yeah. it's <laughs> you, cool does I'll, it bother you like now you're a celebrity i've never been bothered by it because i i mean dude i'm I uh how could I be bothered? It's quite the honor. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying for someone to like recognize you and want to take a picture, I'm like pff, like I've been bothered a few times and then like in my head I'm like, "Oh my god, I got to find their IG and hit them up and be like, I'm so sorry that I was just like bothered." <laughs> Cuz it's like, dude, it's such a wow, wow. Blessing. Blessing, yeah, dude. Yeah, Insane yeah. that people remember you, might tell a story about you in 10 years. Mm-hmm. You just live forever at a certain point and it's like so weird. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, dude, I love it. I love it like I'll stop anytime. I'll if you really want me to sign your shoe, which a lot of people do, and it's really weird, and mm. I always try to tell them, like, are you sure? Because, like, this is permanent. Yeah. Like, this shoe is now, like, <laughs> if you ever take a picture, it's going to have this black shit on it. So right. just, like, really think about this, and they're like, you know what? Sign the box. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, cool. You know? Right. But it's like, I'm always down, dude. Like, it's so... Yeah, people have to it. remember that, like, we're not artists nah. like that are like born to be celebrities like we this is our job we're doing yeah. our job yeah and now you want to take a picture with us because we're doing our job it's so like, it's yo, like thank you so much <laughs> okay <laughs> yo it's so true you're right. so true yeah i feel like a lot of celebrities are born into it you yeah know, they're like Fuck, yeah God they're annoyed it, again yeah. again and for us we're like really right you want a picture with me yeah you're sure <laughs> you're gonna waste that time right. you know it's like all right cool yeah i know please do last, last night on my flight here yeah. i was wearing the panda pigeons oh were people tripping well the dude on in the in the plane was like i looked down i saw your shoes and then i looked and up and looked i was up. like <laughs> yeah he's like holy shit he freaked out he right his day. And he's like can i take a picture i'm like yeah bro he's like yo why are you here i'm like yeah to release why are sh- you here <laughs> like to work like I'm you're here not in work. a castle Jeff? yeah exactly what the hell dude <laughs> what you didn't send the plebes right you know what i mean like what yeah, it's like no, I'm a, I'm a person. Yeah, dude, but yeah. God, how good does that feel, dude? When when it's people still, say that and they're like, they're like, what are you doing here? And you're like, you think I'm so special? I shouldn't be here, <laughs> right? <laughs> like what? Yeah, like dudes, I'll be like, you know, I was in uh, Philly, like going to get like signing this lease for this car and or whatever it is a title, and I went to this vintage store and like dudes will come in like, yo, like what, what are you doing here? I can't believe this. I'm like. I'm, yeah, shopping for some vintage, <laughs> right? Yeah, but I'm so happy you're mind blown to see me in here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think good. I think people are still shocked that you go to like the Rose Bowl every. Oh, dude! Like you didn't like farm it out to like a whole team of scouring people to do it for First you. First of all, I'm too OCD for that. <laughs> I'd be up their ass the whole time. You got the wrong. You missed it. <laughs> what are you doing? <gasps> what did you miss? Okay, I'm going there. I'm going there. I'm going there. I'm gonna go and look. You know what I mean? I would dip there. I'm like, well, you missed all it. Oh. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, you know what? I'm gonna do this shit myself. But right. I enjoy it, man. Like, I think that's part of like. You know, I think that's why 
people like relate to me a lot is because it's kind of like, and I thought that this was the reason why I like kind of won the vote forward thing too is because me and my shoe were the most relatable. Mm-hmm. You know, not that you know, not that like anyone else's wasn't like yeah. a relatable story, but I think mine was just like the most average Joe. Uh-huh. When you looked at the so Nike let us each make like this video material to push our shoe. Yeah, everyone's was so. Man, they let it, they let me watch everyone's before mine, and I was like, "What am I doing here?" I'm like, "Are you guys sure about this?" Why, they were like slick ass videos. Dude, it was so sick. It was like these dudes were like they were real designers, you know? Like, yeah, the dude from Tokyo. He like his video was like him on top of this roof in Tokyo, like in a tent. He wakes up in the morning, all the tents like float up in the air. He's like in the sky, and it was like this crazy. Oh, it was shit. insane. You know, Kyle, um, Kyle who does Brain Dead, mm-hmm. he lives out here. His video was just like this whole trippy experience of him fishing, and then like all this insane like cartoonism, and just like it was nuts. And I'm like. Because you made Nike, a vlog. Because <laughs> Nike was like, Nike was like, what do you? They, you know, they were like, make the video about yourself. So I told them what I wanted to do. I was like, yeah, I wanted to like, you know, start at round two, walk to the flea market, and walk <laughs> back. Uh, maybe we can stop and get lunch at Fratelli's. <laughs> I felt so wet. Right. The film crews here and uh, they're like, so what are we gonna do? And uh, they're like, you know, just so you know, everyone got real trippy and like real crazy with it. Like, what do you have planned? And I was like, I was like, not to disappoint, lunch? but um, <laughs> sinking lunch. A quick stop at the flea. I can show you around round two. I was like, we could walk down the block. Yeah. You know? But it, it was just that. People they, relate to it, though. I think it was just easy to look at it yeah. and be like, wow, this dude's just like me. Holy shit. I think other people were maybe trying to make like a Nike level campaign. And they video. did. And they did. Yeah. They killed it. Right. They blew it out of the water. <laughs> I felt so out of place. <laughs> so when you saw the visit, you're like, shit. Dude, I was freaking out. I was tripping. I was like, yo, I'm going to lose this. Like, it's some like shit. that's like the feeling when you didn't do your homework yeah, and you go yeah, to yeah. class, right? <laughs> It was an embarrassing feeling too, because I was like, "Wow, like people are going to be comparing mine to all this amazing stuff," and I'm just like basic ass dude. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "This is really embarrassing, actually." Right. You know, but it turned out being cool. I was like, I think that people related to the average Joe. They were like, "Wait, I can actually wear this shoe." Yeah, yeah. Like this is this is sick. It's not some like conceptual. Right. You know. The great thing about Sean is that what you see is what you get. Even with a certain level of success, it's the same old Sean. He's someone who's curious, and not only curious about products and the brands that he loves, but also, and maybe more importantly, what he doesn't know. Never let thousands of followers or a major accolade get to your head. In today's weird digital world, there are more people singing their own praises than ever before. The type of person that you want to be is the one that's all about the impact of your work, period. Be you, be true. So we talk about all the love, but the flip side of that coin is the the hate hate and the criticism. That had to have increased exponentially too, right? It's hard to learn how to deal with that too. Yeah. I don't think people realize like it it's so like props to props to Virgil and props to like all these dudes who are able just to like open themselves up to millions of opinions and not fucking ever reply. Mm -hmm. Dude, it's like, man, I just like I would want that more than anything. Like, it's so tough to, like, look at comments on, like, people hating shit, not to, like... It's tough. It's so tough, dude. It's it was tough. tearing it's me weird. up. It's like you get you get 500 <sighs> positive comments, yeah. but one negative and you're like, just eats you up. It's so strange. It's like it a human... You, dude. Yeah, it's, it's a strange dynamic. Do you get so close to responding where you, like, you'll type a response yeah. and you delete it, and you're like... I, I don't type it anymore, it but I... I it <sighs> like I wish the positive responses hit me as hard as the negative same, ones do. Same. Oh, I agree. Yeah. yeah it's so hard to, like... It's so much harder to take in and like feel good about a positive response than it is to like the one dude who's like, 
fuck this dude's selling, reselling his own shoe, like all mm-hmm. this stuff. And I'm like, God damn it. Huh? You know, it's like you take it so hard. But even the opinions on the shoe, man, I was like, man, I was like really, it was like killing me, you yeah. know? Because like there was mad hate. Because like then there's those blogs who do the post where it's like ugliest shoe ever. You know what I mean? Like all <laughs> yeah, the shit, worst like, shoes of all time. And I'm like, like <laughs> man, I'm like, is this going to go down as the worst shoe of all time? Like, yeah. was it just really hyped at the beginning because everyone was posting it? But once people get it in person, it's going to be like, yeah, yeah. You know, so how did you figure out how to deal with it then? Um, or are you still I'm, figuring I'm it out, f- dude? I'm still figuring it out. I have yeah. no idea. I have no idea how to deal with it. The best way to do it is get off social media, right? I know that's the only way to do it. Otherwise, you're just like attacked by every corner. Mm-hmm. You know, it sucks, man. Yeah, but like it's yeah, it's like you can't even say anything nice. You no. can't say something nice because if you say something nice, people wonder why you said something bad at one point. Right? They're like, wait, you're nice? No, you're not because you did all this. And it's like I'm just trying to be nice. Yeah. He's like, can someone change? You know what I mean? It's right, like, right. But so, yeah, I don't know. That's. And you know, man. one time recently in the yeah. past couple months, I replied to a hater. Yeah. And the second I replied within five seconds. Yep. Like, okay. So it was a, it was a thread where, you know, like where someone types something and then there's like a whole thread within. Okay. Yep. But if the original guy deletes it, everything's mm-hmm. gone. Everything's gone. So one guy said something bad. Everyone else was going in on him. Uh-huh. Then I went in on him as well. Okay. And then five seconds, he deleted the whole thread. Boom. And then I felt bad because yeah. now I feel like I ruined his day. By, but he talked shit first, but I felt bad. I'm like, there's oh, no feel, winning this. There's, uh, no, there's winning no winning this. There's no winning it, dude. There's none. Yeah. There's no winning it, dude. It's terrible. It's really, you're right. It's like, just get off. It's, you just have to get media. off it. Yeah. It sucks, man. I'm, like, I'm the worst. I, like I said, I read through everything because, like, first of all, I'm super OCD and it's like, I want to know opinions. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sitting there reading through everything, reading through everything, and it's just like, oh, dude, it beats me down. What's your average ratio, like percentage-wise? What's good versus hate? Um, just like on a ra- random post or whatever. Yeah. Um, maybe like seventy thirty. Oh, dude, people love hating on me. <laughs> I get a lot of hate. I dude. think it's because you're like a good guy. Maybe I like thanks, if you had yeah. like if you had like neck tats and shit, yeah. it'd be like harder to hate on yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Everyone just man, they really pick me apart between the whole vegan thing or like you're just like my own you're like a happy guy. So it's like very to easy to like I get tear the, down. I get a the happy corny. Guy. You know, you you get the corny thing a lot where it's like, oh, this right, your cornball. Yeah, cornball, cornball. It's like, all right, well, right. People, it makes me fucking happy. So yeah, whatever. Dude. I will say nine out of ten of those yeah. haters when you look at their account, yeah. oh. it's locked. Oh yeah, there's ten followers. It's like they made no the accounts just to hate yes, on you, dude. You're like, what are you doing on the internet? Right, <laughs> just you're, hating. Yeah, just hating. Yo, it's and then that makes you feel better. Me too. Yes, because I feel bad for that yes. person. Yes, dude. Because you're like, oh, oh, you're like, you're like, your ten friends are following <laughs> you. You didn't have anything to post this year. Right, right. Poor guy. You, you made to, an account just to hate. You had to I hate feel on bad me. For you. Yeah. yeah, poor guy. You know, good for him. Good for him. Totally. That's so funny, dude. So the other thing that must be happening now is people must be coming to you for advice now. Oh, yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. When people come up to you and say, I want to be the next you, what do you say? You know, best advice I can ever give, and it's like some real advice. Pick something that you want to be, tell the whole world that that's what you are, and never stop. That's it. Yeah. That's That's what you and your two friends did at round two. You can do whatever you want. It It is the guaranteed model. It's the, guar- the guaranteed it's model. It's the guaranteed model. <laughs> you it's, sound like a salesman right now. That's what we all do. Yeah. That's what literally what everyone in the world's done. You've looked at something that you're good at, mm-hmm. and you've, you've decided that, okay, I'm going to become the best at this. Mm-hmm. Whether you are or not, if you're telling people and you're coming off like you're the best at it, then you're the best at it. It's like, I always, there's like this line where it's like, uh, 
it was like this like Whitney Houston line like about her being a crackhead or something like that. And someone's like, what? You're going to like, it was Cat Williams or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, dude, you can't, you can't tell someone they're not something if they're doing it. Yeah. You know? And so it's like my best advice to anyone is like, keep doing your shit. Mm-hmm. And then you become that person. Yeah. So it's like, if you're the dude who it's like in your town, you're getting the best thrifted stuff. It's like, embrace that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Embrace that person and just like ride it out. If you're having trouble finding out like what you want to be in life, or if you're having trouble finding your lane, sit back and like think about what you do during the day. You know what I mean? Think about like a hobby you might have or think about just a way to like take something that you do that's average and then just keep repeating it and be repetitive about it. You know what I mean? Because either it's going to put you in a position where you're going to be like, you know, opened up to something else or that turns into you, Mm -hmm. you know? So if you're like, yeah, it's hard to explain. But right now, because of this world, it can literally be anything. anything, That thing could be. Yeah. And it's so easy because you start an Instagram for it and you're like, I'm the a- there's this Instagram that comments my thing. He's like the egg daily. Uh-huh. He comments everything I upload. He says, I post a picture of an egg every day and rate it. <laughs> and is that what he does? He just posts a picture of an egg and rates the egg right. from like one to 10. And you'll find 10,000 people that'll be into what you're doing. I've watched his Instagram grow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, you'll see like these Instagrams. And it's like, so someone says, like, oh, I'm the, you know, I'm the sneaker god or whatever it is. And yeah. it's like, if you put that out there and you like make the IG name for it. Right. And then you like go along with that. It's like, dude, you're then this person. Yeah. And it's like, it's dangerous. But then it's also, like, it's a, it's great, dude. Like right. when else have we been in a part of the world where you can actually be anyone? Yeah. Like you could you be can, a pro yeah. video gamer. You yep. can have yep. a sock company. Yeah, you can have a company. pin company. A like, pin company. Yeah. And you could be the best at it. And right. you can say that you have the best pins in America. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. They don't have to be. That's right. your opinion. <laughs> and then you might sell a few, and then people believe that they just bought the best pins in America. Yep. And they're going to tell some people that they bought the best pins in America from this website. Yes. And then you turn into this website that's selling the best pins in America. Right. And then, all like, because you just Toyota told- calls you and does a collab because of yeah. your pins. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, that no, literally so, happens. That yeah. literally happens. Like, yeah. that is just life. So that's yeah. just always what I tell people is that it's like, yeah, just pick what you're good at and just, like, keep going with it and just don't stop. And you just figure your shit out and just, like, keep running it up. Perfect. You know? All right, man. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for your time. Thank you, yo. Yo, that's dope. Hey, thank you for listening to this special two-part episode with the inspiring Sean Witherspoon of Round 2. As always, you can find out more about the show and listen to other episodes at hypebeast.com slash radio. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. I personally use Anchor FM. Also, Leave a comment and tell us what you think of the show. And please tell a friend about the show. It definitely helps out a lot. You can also reach out to me on Twitter. I'm at Jeff Staple. We occasionally answer a listener question on the show. So if you got a question, shoot it over to questions at businessofhype.com. The Business of Hype is created in collaboration with Bright Young Things. You should check out their work at byt.nyc. Our director is Daniel Nevetta. Our audio engineer is David Rogers Berry. Our associate producers are Sydney Pacumpra and Christina Hong. This episode was recorded at Sibling Rivalry Studio and on location at the Round 2 store in Los Angeles, California. I'm Jeff Staple, and you've been listening to The Business of Hype on Hype Beast Radio. <laughs>